This is the New Age Investor episode number three. Today I have a very special opportunity to be interviewing uh, actually a good friend of mine. Uh, his name is Frank. Many of you may know him from his work in the community. He actually is our stock analyst and does a lot of work with uh, U.S. stock market uh, equities and all that good stuff. So stay tuned. I think this is really going to be a good one. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Pretty good. This is my friend, Frank Geist. We're going to be doing episode number three of The New Age Investor. Uh, many of you guys are already familiar with Frank. Just a short introduction here. Frank does a lot of our stock analysis in the uh, community that uh, I do offer. Frank, uh, start wherever you'd like. I'd like to just hear just your general background in trading and investing. Um. Yeah, so I started back a few years ago um, just looking at markets because I wasn't uh, I wasn't participating. I had a demo account, um, and I didn't have any money. Um, and I also I, I started I started getting interested when I when I first learned about stocks. It was actually um, Snapchat's IPO. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that story. Um, and funny enough, actually, you were kind of one of the first people to really uh, talk about stocks with me. Um, I had looked a little bit at investing prior to that, but never really got serious. Once you got into it and you you know were actually had some skin in the game, that's where I was really I started paying attention to stuff. Um, what did you learn from that Snapchat IO, uh, IPO? Oh, I got screwed. I I um I bought a couple shares with the little money I had, and um, it went up. I bought it at um its IPO price was twenty six twenty four or. I remember you, you were up a couple dollars on the trade. Yeah, I, I remember it was it was a good start. It went up probably low thirties or something within the day and and then I um I was like, Oh, this is gonna go forever, isn't it? I mean it's Snapchat, it's an IPO. They're yeah, exactly. Innovative company. I'm gonna hold on to this. Yeah, exactly. And the next day it was in the teens or something. Yeah, and it just kept going and going and going. And uh, maybe that was you know, in fact actually I wanna say really quick, I think that probably starting out in trading with some bad experiences is probably better than starting out with a bunch of winners. Would you agree or disagree? Yeah, because because you get confident, right? You you have to learn how to lose and and like you you got to adjust to um to like the the market conditions just stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh so for those of you guys like I said, Frank does a lot of the stock analysis. He's a stock guy. Uh you guys know me mostly as a foreign exchange trader. Uh I do look at stocks, but Frank definitely uh has a lot of skin in the game. He spends a lot of time taking a look at stocks. Uh and like I said, he does a lot of the analysis for the VIP membership group. Um, specifically though, Frank has had a lot of success, uh, and you'll probably have noticed this if you pay attention to the VIP members group. He does a lot of, uh, pot stock, a lot of, uh, weed stock, marijuana stock, uh, analysis and trading. Uh, do you want to go into a little detail about what you've done there before? Um, so let's see about a year ago is when I started, I think mm -hmm. trading pot stocks, um, I would say the first thing I looked at was investments. Um, I'm usually holding on to, to to companies for the long term right. when it comes to pot stocks. But but when you see Aurora and CGC on like on uh, the American markets and stuff, and you see how volatile they are, and you know the company's worth, and sometimes they can get overpriced, like they move crazy and all this stuff. Right. Um, I feel like those are good opportunities to trade, 
But those those other companies that I mentioned, I think a few days ago, Canna Royalty, mm-hmm. um, which is still um, OTC. It's not on not in America yet. Right over the counter for those of you guys who do not know what that means. Yeah, and um, so I've held on to that since the beginning, um, which has been a huge winner for you, right? Yeah, it's just it's, absolutely crazy. Honestly, investing is probably one of the best things you can do i'd say trading i mean you can make money fast but how much money right um with this investment alone i've made more than i've probably ever made trading honestly yeah and that's what i was going to ask you is because a lot of people um you know and, and it's a similar story in some ways to cryptocurrencies where you have those crazy volatile markets pot stocks have those tendencies to just have tearing rips to the upside and uh, plenty of fallback room as well um so i was going to ask that was one of the reasons i wanted to ask you specifically about pot stocks do you think and i think you kind of already answered the question is it you know, more favorable or at least, you know, in general, easier or better to invest in these things or to trade? Because uh, just you mentioned CGC. I've been watching your channel for quite some time. By the way, guys, if you do not already uh, follow Frank's analysis room, he's got a fantastic Telegram channel. It's going to be linked down below uh, in this podcast. Click that link. You will not regret that. 21 subs. (laughs) He's at 21 subs. He needs way more than that because he's worth more than that. Um, But what I was going to say with CGC, I've seen you in and out of that trade. I've seen you make money on the upside, I've seen you make money on the pullbacks. Uh, you know, so I've seen you do both. But I want to ask, you know, overall investing or trading when it comes to pot stocks. Okay, um, this is this is what I've heard from. I'd say not countless people, but I've heard this a lot in my time. Um, you have it's it depends on the person. You have to think about yourself. Are you ask your question? Ask a question. Um, are you? more of a trader or an investor that's a great question to ask are you willing to keep your money into something for the long term are you willing to do the work and the research to you know stick with it will you have the the emotional mental capability to to hold on to it right or are you just looking to make a quick buck here and there um I think that's important. And I think that's so important because you have to know where you're coming from. Are you going to be the guy that's in and out a little bit more aggressive or are you going to be a little bit patient and be ready for some drawdown? Absolutely true. Um, and I think I think that's that's such a key. Uh, you know, it's funny because we talk about this stuff in foreign exchange trading all the time. You know, we talk about discipline. We talk about emotional uh, management. And you and I have spoken extensively about risk management, right? Focusing on, you know, being adaptive with markets. Um, like I said, Frank and I go back way far with you know trading and investing. We've been talking about this stuff for quite some time. Uh, but Frank kind of stayed more on the stock trading side, and I deviated to the foreign exchange market. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't just trade pot stocks. You also just trade stocks in general. But uh, same same question with general stocks. You know your blue chip stocks. If you trade them, uh, you know I know you were in and out of American Airlines, CVS, a couple of the big uh, name stocks. Uh, trading or investing there. I mean, it, it goes back to the same sort of concept. You know, you ask yourself what what kind of person you think you are. Right. Um, but personally for me, with uh, American stocks, I use Robinhood, by the way. Um, Nothing wrong with that. They're yeah. free and they're they're good. I mean, I like them. It's for uh, the teaching account I have on, on my channel. Right. Um, I'd say... I'd say for me, it's been mostly trading. Right. For at least in, in American and NYSE and NASDAQ, you know, S&P. Right, right. 
majority of the time it's trading. So mostly trading there. And, you know, and, and going back to your point, of course, it's important to know which one you are. And, and to highlight on that topic, I think one thing you were trying to say, maybe indirectly, is that it doesn't matter which one is better for you. It matters that you choose one that is more suited to you because you can make money doing both. You know, there's there's great traders out there, there's great investors, and there are investors out there that are terrible at trading. There are traders that are terrible at investing, right? So that concept of understanding what kind of trader you are, understanding the kind of personality and disciplines you can handle is key in identifying, you know, whether you're trading stocks, forex, you know, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies, whatever, you need to know who you are as a trader, and that's one of the most important aspects, I would say. Would you agree with that? Totally. Um, also, I'd like to add a point. This is a little unrelated, but um, I get this a lot from some of my members and and people that just contact me out of the blue, um, usually about um, entries and exits. People always ask, um, you know, like, what's the best entry? Like, how do you... How do you calculate your entries and like how can i do the perfect entry for each trade right and i'm sure you guys listening you guys follow nick on on his channel on his youtube and, and podcasts um he would say something similar to what i'm about to say absolutely um entries don't necessarily matter i think i think it's it, the the way the market moves is not totally predictable and we all know that right so if you're gonna if you're gonna try to enter and you want to buy or you want to short and you're trying to pick like the perfect opportunity to where you don't lose any money, right? I think you're just wasting your time. I agree. Um, you know, if it were so easy, where there were a perfect point to enter the market every single time, where you had no drawdown, then everybody would be rich. But we know that this is a zero sum game, right? You don't come to the table and just earn endless amounts of money because every time you make money. On the other side of that trade, there's somebody losing their their money, right? So mm -hmm. it doesn't work that way. There's not easy entries. Now, okay, I, I believe that you can stack probabilities in your favor, right? You can look for entry techniques that are going to potentially make things more probable for you. But at the end of the day, nobody knows where the market is going. Uh, this was a great point. Um, I actually brought this up to some people at Georgia Tech. Um, I was having a conversation with some friends there, uh, and they know nothing about trading. N completely do not have any skin in the game, no interest in trading or investing. But I asked them, you know, what do you think about you know investing do you think that the stock market uh, or trading in general is predictable do you think there's some people out there that can pick the market and they said well maybe but who knows when a ceo is going to trip and fall and you know god forbid fall off a cliff right <laughs> it's terrible and it's not fun to say but like okay you don't know when that's going to happen, right? So somebody who knows nothing about trading picked up on that idea right away, right? Somebody could trip, fall, die, and then they're gone out of the market. And that huge uh, impact on the market was unforeseeable. There's no technical analysis that was going to tell you that that was going to happen, you know? And to me, like you said, that perfect entry, people chase that thing like it's the golden, you know, the golden egg that the goose la like laid. You know, it's just, it's just not out there. Right, people are looking for something that's just not there, and I think that was a great point that you brought up. Um, do you have anything else to add to that? Um, yeah. So, also, if any of you have have been looking at my trades, um, it usually starts out. I take, I pick my entry. I just buy in at whenever, um, and you'll you'll see that after like a short period of time, I'll be down. Right, a little As bit in, of drawdown. So it's not necessarily, I'll get messages too sometimes saying like, 
you know you're down um like or do you think you're wrong on this trade and i'm like well not necessarily because i'm not picking the perfect entry i'm picking exactly i'm picking a reasonable zone where you know where i think the market will turn and if it goes down you know i'll adapt like i don't have much of a of a position i'll i'll probably add a little more if it goes down more and if i don't have confidence i'll get out and take a small loss but if i'm if i'm wrong initially doesn't mean i'm going to be wrong in the whole trade right and that's actually such a good point you put that really well um i get that stuff all the time as well any of you guys know uh who have been with me for a while who are members or whatever if you follow my trades you know that i don't particularly look to pick the perfect entry i don't believe that's the only way to trade i believe that like frank says you can adapt with the trade you can use risk management to your advantage and adapt with getting the perfect entry i get that same you know comment all the time it's like uh hey nick you know you're down on your trades well listen i know uh, if you're following my signals i'm you know if something's not doing well there then i'm not doing well either you know and it's just that's kind of what comes along with the business with with uh you know allowing people to trade with you and i'm not complaining i i you know i put up with questions all the time and i love to to communicate with members and stuff that's not something i'm complaining about i'm just saying that that is a a mindset that is so common especially with newer traders is they're looking for that perfect entry and it's just not so relevant you know you can be down and it's totally okay if you have proper risk management and you believe in the trade right mm -hmm. and it happens to everyone yeah and it, warm buffett yeah, exactly. Exactly. Warren Buffett. You think he's Kraft looking for Hines. the... Yeah. Kraft Heinz. He's made money, you know, on countless trades. And, and what's funny is people will point out his one, you know, big loser, and he even called it his big mistake, is Kraft Heinz. Uh, and, you know, it's not about uh, being perfect or you picking it every single time. It's more about, you know, flowing with the market, doing the best you can with the trades that you have, you know, managing your account. I, I actually had... Um, you know, on the NFP stream today, I told you about that. We did non-farm payroll release. And one of the things that I talked specifically about on there that kind of pertains to what you were saying uh, is that I was telling members there that basically your goal as a trader is not to make as much money as you can. That's not what your goal should be. Because if you do that, if your goal is just to make as much possible money as you possibly can in a short amount of time, you're going to blow up. The better approach, in my opinion, and you may or may not agree with this, is to focus on first managing your risk, focus on defending your capital. Speaking of Warren Buffett, his number one rule, uh, I'm sure you know it and I'm sure many of our listeners know it. It is, you know, n rule number one is don't lose money. And rule number two is don't forget about rule number one, right? <laughs> I mean, it's simple and it sounds, it's it's like tongue in cheek, but really it has so much value coming from this old man who's kicked the market's butt for the last, you know, exactly. 30 years. So, you know, if any, if you have anything to add to that, I you know, I think that concept is pretty interesting as well. Um, I just think it's funny how he makes one bad trade and you know the news just explodes exactly they get all on his case and and that goes to show you right there guys that's the kind of the herd mentality that uh you know they believe in this guy they think he's perfect and that goes to show that even the best trader takes losers right the best traders are the best losers they're the best at handling losing positions and taking advantage of when they're right they're really right when they're wrong they defend their trading account as much as possible mm -hmm. so 
Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's probably all I wanted to talk about today with Frank. Frank, like I said, is our stock analysis guy. Uh, you can catch him all the time posting content in our uh, membership chat room uh, every single day almost, it seems like, when the markets are open. He's posting good quality content. Like I said, also, if you are not already following Frank's analysis room, I'm going to link it down below. It's totally free. Uh, he provides tons of good stuff in his Telegram channel, so make sure you click that link uh, and join that. Uh, anywhere else you would like people to find you, Frank? Um, uh, if you guys know Telegram, yep. I my name is Frank Stock Analysis. Okay. Yep. And you can also find Frank on the Discord as well with the same same uh, the same handle. So um, yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. I'm sure our viewers will really appreciate it. Thank you. I enjoyed it. All right, guys. Thanks.